I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, January 31st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So a couple of big stories that happened this weekend. First is Rafael Nadal won the Australian Open after being down two sets in the beginning. He comes back, he wins the whole thing, and now he has won 21 Grand Slams, more than any player ever in tennis, which is pretty impressive. But more importantly, and this is the big absence on the in the tournament was Novak Djokovic, who I think in my reading of it would have a pretty good shot at winning if he if he was eligible to play. But unfortunately, he was not due to his vaccination status. Do you think it's because he was in Ottawa with the truck convoy? Yeah, he, he did the Serbian contention. He led it all across Europe. They crossed the ocean. They got to Ottawa and they dressed Harry Fox up with some flags. <laughs> <laughs> I was bringing the two stories together because they are related. I mean, they actually are related. So I thought I'd die. Uh... No, they so, are. And then and then the, the next step off of that is that the, this is the reopening day in Ontario. And so most establishments are moving towards 50% capacity limits, including theaters and restaurants and even sports arenas. And so, you know, it's all, there's a lot going on. It was a busy weekend. <laughs> it wasn't. It'll be a busy Monday. And here's why, Brett, because kids hockey starts today again, which is Very music good. to our collective ears here at the Rosenthal household. Aside from all of that, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, expensive data. For our second story, Apple's earnings. And for our third story, creepy tech. For our first story, wireless plans in Canada are finally getting cheaper, or are they, Brett? A new federal government report shows progress on price cuts, but the full picture is a bit more complicated. Brett, I certainly haven't noticed a reduction in what I'm paying, but tell the peak pals what the report found. So the report, which was commissioned by the Ministry of Innovation, Science, and Economic Development Canada, tracked the price of relatively cheap, what they call mid-range wireless plans from the three largest carriers. It found that the average nationwide price fell by 25% since February 2020. As of December 2021, the big three's discount brands, Kudo, Virgin, and Fido, offered two gigabyte plans for $37, four gigabyte plans for $41, and six gigabyte plans for $45. That still sounds like a huge ripoff. (laughs) However, analysis done of province-level data by the peak shows that Quebec, where plans were already cheaper, the average price for the most affordable mid-range plans actually rose by a dollar and a quarter, driven by higher prices for two gigabyte plans. Now, the government claims that this 25% decrease, which, by the way, was promised by Trudeau in the last election, was done because they increased competition by reserving parts of the wireless spectrum for smaller regional telcos, thereby driving down prices. But some industry analysts have argued that really... The main reason why the prices are going down is growing competition from Shaw-owned Freedom Mobile, which offers really low rates, and that's been a a key driver in bringing costs down. However, that could all end if uh, Shaw is acquired by Rogers. But Jay, this isn't the full story. What's missing from the report? Well, despite some plans becoming slightly more affordable, Canadian wireless plans are still significantly higher than other G7 countries, particularly for plans that offer more data. For example, the average price in Canada for a plan offering between 20 and 49 gigabytes of data is $91, while similar plans go for around 30 or 40 bucks in the UK, Australia, and France. For a second story, Apple reported its best quarter ever, partly because they have a supply chain advantage. James, This is a bit of a surprise for the world's most valuable company. What exactly happened? Well, it is a surprise, but after warning that supply chain issues, aka chip shortages, and the lingering effects of the pandemic would dent its holiday quarter revenue, Apple actually grew sales by over 11% last quarter. And here are the numbers. Almost 60% of Apple's total revenue came from iPhone sales, which generated $72 billion in the last quarter of 2021. Macs had the strongest growth of any of Apple's hardware lines, growing 25% over last year to $11 billion. But the question you're probably wondering is after a few weeks of horrible markets, 
Does this announcement mean that the crash has been overblown? Well, not exactly. See, Apple is the exception to the supply chain rule since it can procure components relatively faster than rivals. Apple's high-end chips are a big draw for chip makers. See, semiconductor companies tend to prioritize big players with massive buying power and orders for more sophisticated and expensive chips, a la Apple. And even then, Apple received better service on some orders, but the company faced troubles with some of its older chips, like the ones found in iPads. So, Jay, what can we learn from Apple's earnings report? Apple's showing how it pays to have enormous scale and buying power when supply chains break down. Even Elon Musk said supply chain challenges would continue limiting production of this year for Tesla's electric vehicles. For our last story, apparently Facebook has found a new way to make money from your face. According to new patents filed by the company, Brett, this sounds Facebooky creepy. Brett, tell the Peak Pals what this new patent is all about. So yeah, according to recent patents, Meta is not so interested in your face, but rather the expressions on it, especially for their new Metaverse products. Things like your pupil movements and nose scrunches are what Meta wants to harvest to create a virtual world of personalized ads, which they see as the next step in the internet's evolution, but also in digital advertisings. This is the first mention of nose scrunches in the Peak Daily, so I just want to point that out. But here's how it looks. The proposed tech may be used to create digital replica of you, Brett, like an avatar in the metaverse that will not only look like you, but also act like you. A, quote, wearable magnetic sensor system will mimic your movements. A, quote, avatar personalization engine will replicate your face and its expressions. But why does all this matter to Meta so much? Because Meta makes money by selling ads. Remember, Zuck's we run ad statement in the 2018 Senate hearings? And the same will be true for the metaverse. For instance, if Meta recognizes you're attracted to the color orange by tracking your pupils, the color of the ads you start seeing might quickly start to change to orange. But critics say quantifying users' habits, interests, and appearances into data points auctioned off the highest bidder is an exploitative practice. Brett, when can we expect to see this tech in the wild? Good question, Jay. While the company said filing patents doesn't guarantee that those technologies will be used, a new level of targeted ads could soon become a digital reality. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, I noticed your nose was scrunched during this recording, so you must be really excited. About February tomorrow, we will see you then.